Coming up this week on The Outlaw Lawyer, affirmative action ruling has come down. The attorneys will talk about it. Also, power of attorney versus guardianship and litigation as opposed to negotiation. We'll talk about the difference coming up on this week's edition of The Outlaw Lawyer. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, they're the managing partners there, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. And folks, it's always about legalese. We talk about it here on the radio. And if you've got a legal situation you're facing, you can always contact the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Offices conveniently located for you. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. Gentlemen, welcome into the program. Good to have you on. And certainly we are going to start things off with just general conversation. But how you guys been? Well, Morgan, uh, I've been doing good. I've been practicing the law. Been doing some been doing some of the law. How about you, Joseph? Yeah, man, I've been doing law as well i've been trying to get a lot of law done basically <laughs> just in general yeah spending a whole lot of time law lawing legaling i think that's yeah, the term I always, I always enjoy um coming in and, and sitting down and uh you know today we've uh i think we had i think we had lawyers in four or five different courtrooms uh across the state today arguing things for our clients you know different types of legal matters. And then we had the rest of our attorneys in the office drafting, consulting with folks, handling, you know, real estate transactions, business transactions. So um, everything seems pretty busy. You know, uh, you, you read a lot about the economy and recessions and interest rates going up and mortgage rates going up. And, and if uh, what we're seeing in our office is any indication, things really are starting to heat back up and moving along just fine, at least. Did you just end the recession yourself? Did you just do that? I, I think for I'm America. <laughs> I think I think I'm declaring a a soft landing. No, no. I think but, you just uh, did it. I think the people will hear that and it'll have a snowball effect, and uh, we'll just enter a state of prosperity that no one has seen before <laughs> because of <laughs> you and your comments. Yeah, you um, seem. What do you sound tired, man? You sound tired. It is. Uh, it is the end of the day when we're in the studio. So we've, <laughs> yeah. we've we've had a we've had a we've had a day. Uh, but no, no, I'm, my mic's a little hot today, so I've backed away pretty far, and I'm trying ah. on purpose to talk at a subdued <laughs> level. So you do have uh, a lot of energy, though. You're probably doing jumping jacks, too, yeah. while, while we're doing this to get that energy out. <laughs> Getting his workout just, in. Getting his workout in. Um, but but no, I um, my kids, I don't know if you if you guys, I know we've talked about this before, My a lot of my kids are into uh, baseball cards, just card collecting basketball cards, and so we've had the NBA draft here. Recently, we've got, you know, NFL uh, practices starting, rookies reporting, things like that. Um, and so they're they're very much into rookies and baseball cards. And and uh, who's your who's your kids uh, professional basketball team? Hornets. <laughs> yeah, that's what they need. They need one. Who, who, who do your kids like? Though? The Hornets. Is that who they like? Uh, for NBA, yeah, they yeah. they try they try to like the Hornets. Can anybody a, really yeah. like the Hornets? Yeah, you can like them. I mean, maybe they don't treat you very well in return, but you can like them. Um, I like them. Yeah, they're the yeah. Hornets, man. So they they get excited about that, but almost more excited. They're almost more excited to watch though instead of the actual 
live sports, I think they were more excited by like the drafts, the first round of the NFL draft, the first round of the NBA draft. And they've really gotten into, do you ever watch these box breaks? ESPN just had a big story about it. Have you ever watched one of those? Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. I don't like spend a lot of time watching them, but I know I'm familiar with them. Yeah. So they've gotten really into that where people, you know, will, you know, somebody will buy an unopened box of whatever, whatever the card is. Right. So you got like, I don't know, 26 packs in this box and all these different people chip in on it. And it's almost like, it's almost like gambling, right? You're, you're hoping you'll pull. It's these. definitely gambling. I think it's a hundred percent gambling. My kids glued to it. Cannot stop watching. Are they it. Doing, is it like live streams that they're doing? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. And so they've tried to, they tried to record their own, right? You know, we just buy a box of whatever you get at this, you know, Walmart, you know, and they're doing these, they're doing these live box breaks, but they're, they're really into that. So we've been, we've been watching a lot of that. It made me think of though, like, the the you know ESPN had a story about it today yesterday or today and it made me think about the North Carolina you know that sports betting will be legal in North Carolina yeah yeah your yeah, kids gonna maybe. be able to open all the boxes they want then they'll be able to go down and gamble for real <laughs> I mean it, it sounds like remember the remember the show and I think it's still on Storage Wars where they oh, go, yeah they go and they bid on the uh, storage bins without knowing what's in them they can look into them but they can't dig into them uh, and they, they pay a lot of money but then they go back and they go through it and they start adding up the actual value of the items and sometimes they find treasure sometimes they find trash but it sounds like the baseball Card allotment deal is basically the same thing. Yeah, and I saw there's a couple of card stores in the in our area, and we're down kind of in closer to Raleigh. So down in Raleigh, there's a couple of card stores that'll that'll do this. What's the um, what was the number one pick in the NBA draft? What was his name? Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are after his rookie cards or pre rookie cards or one of one of ones one of 1000s like purple refractors orange refractors there's all these different cards and and yeah it's pretty good man he reminds me a lot of myself um (laughs) athletically you know we've got a lot of the same so is is he seven is he seven one seven two or seven seven, six seven five or seven six it's like out to i'll put this to bed right now i think it's i think it's seven foot three and a quarter i think that's what the spurs announced seven eight is what I'm going. Seven foot five is what Wikipedia says. Two point two six meters. If you're if you subscribe to that unit of measurement. The, hey Joshua, um, could you imagine going going back in time and telling yourself like one day you can make a living playing video games and people watching you or opening cards online? Well, I would have believed you. I would have believed you because back in the day. That's what you, that's what we did. You know, we, we rode our bikes or got dropped off or found our way to our buddy's house to watch them play like whatever super Nintendo game. Like hopefully you got to play too. Right. But you, you got to get a little bit of time on the sticks, but uh, it was definitely their game, you know, but, uh, and, and I remember going to like, I remember buying baseball card boxes with buddies and then just watching them open or maybe you open a pack or whatever, but yeah, that could be fun. Well, it's, uh, it seems, I think some people are making a pretty lucrative lucrative living off of it so i I think i think you bring up a really good point i mean things things have changed and obviously when we get further into the future it'll be even more different but i mean just imagine i mean people are being paid large amounts of money to be social media influencers uh they're being sponsored uh people are being discovered on you know youtube or tiktok and uh they're making serious livings by just 
being out there and representing a product or wearing a product or using a product and people are watching them. And because they have so many followers, uh, they're able to, you know, sustain a very good living. And it's something that, you know, 20 years ago, we would have laughed at you. What? We're, we're looking at our phones. I don't get it. Yeah. It's a blessing, man. As, as gigantic social media stars ourselves, you know, I'm right. glad we can live this life that we, we get so rich off of the show, man. Yeah. I'm waiting for those uh, YouTube checks to come rolling in, but yeah, what are we going to uh, do with all this money, man? But yeah, now that, now that sports betting is legal or will be legal. It was it like January. I think January technically that's when online, should ask your kids, man. They're probably counting down the days. (laughs) (laughs) So that, I wonder if that's something that I'll like, you know, I don't know how, how old you got to be to place a legal sports bet? 18? Is that what it is? I haven't looked at the statute because I I just know I'm old enough. Yeah. But uh, 18 to 21, somewhere, somewhere around there, right? You can't be, you can't be 12 or doing it, but, but you're not going to let the kids do it, man. (laughs) I, um, what I was thinking about that, you know, this January, February, March, first quarter, 2024, we could have our first sports book in North Carolina. And I think one of the things they should do is every day they should have like box breaks and they would just make a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Well, so what's the deal? Explain to me the concept of paying for it. Do you pay to like buy, like, that's the piece I'm missing, man. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think know. you're buying action. So let's say the box has I like you. I got you. 200 cards. They have these random ways where they determine what you'll get out of the box for your 50 bucks. Gotcha. 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 So yeah. you could end up. Yeah, I see it. And some of them do that randomly, too. So you pay your 50 bucks to be in and then it's random what selector you're going to get so that when they open it, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on this and it depends on where you live. It depends on what game you are playing and what age. But again, uh, involving real money, requiring betters to be 21 or older uh, gambling formats. And then it says, meanwhile, other gambling and gambling adjacent formats, such as horse race betting, lottery, um, you know, they have a lower minimum 18 to 19 range, uh, to be able to buy the, uh, the lottery tickets, that kind of thing, depending on where you live. So you have to check your local. If you're in Maine, uh, you can play charity bingo at 16. I see that. Uh, well, we, uh, got a couple things to talk about this week. I want to talk about the, uh, U S Supreme court is slowly kind of releasing opinions from the cases that they've heard this, uh, this court session. And so a big one dropped not too long ago, uh, UNC, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and Harvard uh, were both being sued over their student admission affirmative action practices. And so those were two lawsuits that were merged into one and they were argued before the U.S. Supreme Court. And so now we have an opinion, a very lengthy, lengthy uh, Supreme Court opinion. And so me and Joe will spend some time talking about that. And then we've got a segment coming up where we're going to talk about, and we've talked about power of attorneys before, power of attorneys being the document you create to appoint someone to act on your behalf. Um, So power of attorneys versus what happens when you need someone to act on your behalf and you don't have a power of attorney, which is a process, a legal process known as guardian guardianship. Um, So I wanted to spend some time talking about that because I've gotten just this week three or four questions on what happens when you don't have a POA, why do you need a POA, and how do guardianships work? And so I thought that'd be a good uh, a good juxtaposition to discuss. 
juxtaposition. I can't say that. Word. Yeah, you got it. You're getting there. And uh, it's because I'm trying to concentrate so hard and talk at a very level, a very. I think uh, you should turn it up some, man. You're making me sad. No, you, say, you, say, you sound good, press, Josh. Man. Don't don't worry about it. Just uh, just hit it. You man. sound like you're in a dark dark place mentally. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And then also, I want to talk about. This comes up a lot in our day-to-day practice, but litigation versus negotiation, right? And litigation is something a lot of people, when you're when you're when you're angry, you know, when you've been wrong, when someone's breached a contract, and and you're in the right, um, and you want to litigate it, litigation can be expensive. There's some drawbacks, and just kind of talk a little bit about you know litigating versus negotiation. So that's kind of, Morgan, those are the kind of topics I wanted to hit today in our show. All right, we've got the roadmap. We'll start with affirmative action, the ruling, and the guys will talk about that when we come back. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. They're the managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They are practicing attorneys here in the state of North Carolina. If you have a legal situation you are facing and you need your questions answered, you can always call the firm 800 800- 659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And as always, you can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer them on a future broadcast. We're back right after this. into the Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts are Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, again, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week, we talk legalese. You may have some questions that you are facing. You may need some answers. You can always call the firm, Whitaker and Hamer, at 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com, and we'll answer them on a future broadcast. Well, we're going to go affirmative action. The ruling is in. Gentlemen, take it away. Yeah, Morgan. You know, here on the Outlaw Lawyer, we, you know, me and Joe talk about this a lot, how we never intend for this to be political in nature. You know, a lot of people look at the U.S. Supreme Court kind of a political way right now, right? Conservative justices, liberal justices, what 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 president appointed uh, the justice. And so we kind of look at Supreme Court justices in a way I don't think we ever really have in our nation's history. And me and Joe try to stay out of that. It's not really what we're here to talk about. The The court is made up of the justices that are on the court, and that's the court that, that we have. But today, uh, well, a few days ago, in uh, the affirmative action case that I guess everyone's been talking about, it's actually uh, the combination of two cases where the folks who brought it have a problem with how certain universities handle um, their incoming class, right? How they evaluate applicants uh, with race being a factor. There's been a lot of U.S. Supreme Court cases that have allowed what's now called a, a f- affirmative action so that you know, a student's race, a prospective student's race can be used in the application process. And um, we've had several cases go to the Supreme Court over the past, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years 
about that. And uh, until recently, uh, you could use race, right? You could use race as a determining factor in a prospective student's application to a university. So that's kind of how it was until this new opinion came down. And so now you can't. That's a short segment, right? Now you yeah, it's a good you, segment, man. You really knocked it out of the park. You still sound sad, but you did knock it out of the park. Um, so the the court found that it was unconstitutional, um, which is you know it was kind of interesting because it wasn't too long ago where the court said it was constitutional. Um, but if you look at some of the decisions that that led up to today, uh, the Grutter decision uh, was one back in uh, I think it was two thousand and three. Sandra Day O'Connor was still in that court. And they made a big deal about how at that time, back in 2003, they, they saw fit to continue to allow affirmative action to, to, to stay in place as it comes to college admissions. Um, but, but again, said it shouldn't be permanent. And I think back then, Justice O'Connor made a comment about maybe another 25 years or so. And then, you know, the re, you know, then, then maybe some progress will have been made and it won't be, it won't be needed. And so in the, in the most recent decision, I guess they, they didn't even really address that as more of a, you know, race just shouldn't play place as much of an issue in that kind of thing. That was a great summary, man. I don't even know what what discussion is even left, man. That well, was, you know, it was, was interesting. In the, it was interesting in the decision. Uh, some of the justices pointed out because um, what came up a lot was, you know, maybe this, you know, affirmative action was getting uh, different students of different races who are maybe in a lower percentile it was giving them the extra push they needed to get into get into college. Um, the argument from the other side was, hey, you're pushing some other worthy students out and you're doing it based on race. And uh, there was a lot of Asian Americans who had filed briefs because uh, there was a there was an accusation that Harvard was actually using race to disallow well-qualified Asian Americans from getting in. So they, they argued that race was being used two ways, right? It was using, it was being used to get some folks in who maybe wouldn't have got in otherwise, but it was also being used to keep certain races out. And that was, uh, that was a big deal uh, for the, for a lot of the Supreme court justices, but there were definitely some dissenters. Um, but it, it would seem that at least for now, until there's another case in front of the Supreme Court, that using race in that manner will no longer be deemed constitutional. So that was a big that was a big decision. I'm sure it'll be talked about quite a bit. Um, but I don't know what you saw on that, Joe. Did you see anything else on that? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things, man. Um, you know, you talked about everything's politicized, right? And so you've got you'll you'll have the traditional folks that only see black and white and you'll have the ones that'll, that'll champion this for the wrong reasons. And the ones that will poo poo this for the wrong reasons as well. Um, I think you nailed it, man. You know, I, I don't think I can say definitively, I don't support racism in any fashion, man. I can say that confidently. I hope you can too, Josh. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see anybody disenfranchised for, based on their race, you know, but I think what you did, what kind of led us to this point and, you know, you, you kind of touched on it, seeing folks that were, that were being unfairly discriminated against and, and ways that you might not have expected whenever affirmative action was originally thought up and, and was, was seen to be a necessary thing. And, um, a couple things from the majority's, uh, opinion, you know, John Roberts said, 
nothing in this opinion is going to be construed as prohibiting universities from considering an applicant's discussion of how race may affected their life, be it through discrimination or as an inspiration or otherwise. Um, so, you know, there's still going to be, people can still give their own personal experience and, you know, talk about how it's affected them. Uh, it's just, it's just not going to be, uh, they're not going to tie that to, they said they want to tie the impact of that to that student's courage and determination and not to that, not necessarily just basing it completely on that, you know? So, um, I think, uh, I, I think that it's, it, it makes, it makes sense. I can see, you can see, again, you can see the argument both ways. Like you normally can anyone who's reasonable, I think can look at reasonable arguments both ways. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, 25 years or so, we're a little bit short of that 25 year period, but here we are. And it's, uh, it's a pretty definitive ruling. So, so I've got a question. I mean, you're saying it's a definitive ruling. Are, are there any? Um, uh, are there any other? Is there any other recourse uh, for the other side here, uh, or is this it? I mean, this is this is a done deal. Or can they appeal? What's what's going on? Oh yeah, there's no there's no appeal. Yeah, this is uh, it for them. Okay, this, this is, is it. yeah. You get a U.S. Supreme Court decision. Uh, the only way you can really take it down is with a you know you get something else in front of the. U.S. Supreme Court, you know, if you, uh, I don't know what the fact pattern would even be uh, off the cuff, off, just off the cuff, but you, you'd have to come up with a, a fact pattern, someone who had been wronged in some way and get this issue back before the Supreme Court. You know, that's, um, and that's kind of what happened with other like big issues that you hear a lot about in the news, like, a, you know, abortion or, you know, anything like that, you know, uh, you know, right to die, euthanasia, any of these topics that are kind of, um, talked about a lot, debated about a lot. You know, there's there's agencies that try to find people who have been wronged in one way or the other with good fact patterns and try to push those to the Supreme Court so that the justices have a chance to to give a ruling. And that's kind of what these cases were. There was a there was a nonprofit who um, I can't remember their name. Uh, there's a nonprofit who kind of seeks out folks who have been denied admission right to universities and they brought a ton of cases and these two this session just happened to make it uh to the supreme court and they got this ruling which is i'm guessing what the you know what the nonprofit kind of wanted but but either way there was some you know there was some troubling evidence i think the evidence about race being used as a factor to keep or potentially keep americans of asian descent out of colleges um i think that was pretty damning uh, yeah, I think it was really, compelling evidence, man. And, yeah, I mean and that, like you said, it was the far more difficult requirements, and uh, and that's unfair, right? Like, the, and that's not what anybody who drew up affirmative action intended it to be used as, and and, and as an unintended kind of consequence there. But uh, you know, you talk about any kind of recourse for the other side. You know, Harvard, who was one of the universities sued here, has come out and since said that. You know, they're going to follow the courts. They're going to comply and follow the court's decisions. And and they'll be getting together in the weeks and months ahead to figure out how they're going to preserve uh, their values, essentially. So, you know, because diversity is big to them and they and they make, you know, and and I think anyone can see the, the benefit of diversity. And, and so I don't think I don't think this ruling necessarily is is should be taken as an affront to the concept of diversity. Um, I think it's just at its core, it's just about fairness, right? Well, I, 
and I think things have changed a lot. You know, you can argue, you can argue that things maybe haven't changed enough, but I think since the original ruling that allowed race to be considered, I think you definitely can see a change on college campuses and you can definitely see a change uh, on, on how people value diversity. And so I think there's definitely been change. And so you can argue maybe not enough, but I think there has been enough where schools will find a way they want diverse student populations. And so maybe you don't check a box on your application and that that counts as a point or not a point or whatever their, their rating scales used to be, but they're still going to find a way to achieve diversity because that's, you know, I think that's a pretty common goal across the board. Yeah, I don't think we see diversity go away. I don't think that that I don't think that's going to be like an unforeseen consequence of this ruling. Um, I'm with you. I think that that's still going to be I mean, and, and Harvard's come out and said it right. Like that's still going to be a, a primary consideration for them. It's one of the essential values that they hold. So I think that, that you'll still see diversity being championed and, and it'll be a it'll be an effort to keep places diverse. Um but at the same time, if, if you can take away, especially with respect to the what the Asian students have gone through, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a good thing to, to put them on a more level playing field. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, where you can find the managing partners there, also practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located for you in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia and Moorhead City. If you have a legal question, a legal situation you are facing, and you need answers, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly what that call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future broadcast. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We've got a lot to come on the program, so stay tuned. We're back right after this. The Outlaw Liars, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices for Whitaker and Hamer, conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, again, consumer advocate. We go back and forth on, on legal topics. Again, you're going to have situations where uh, maybe you've got a question about something that you're going through. You can always contact the law firm. By calling 800-659-1186, leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, 800-659-1186, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And as always, email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com, and we'll get to those questions on a future broadcast. Power of attorney versus guardianship. Guys, dive in. <laughs> we dive will. on in, Josh. We're going to get we that will. energy level. It's progressively coming up, man. It is. It is. It's uh, it is. I um, before we get there, though, I, I did want to tell uh, tell Morgan, we both me and you, Joseph, we got to spend some time in our Moorhead City office. That office is is not one that I usually spend a ton of time in just because I live in kind of the Raleigh Garner Fuquay area. Thinking about um, moving, thinking about moving down there. Oh, yeah, we're moving, man. We're getting out. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting was, down. Uh, the, the air is so nice there. 
we, we got a, we got a good hot weekend. It was nice to be out there. And then that's just a, you know, that Moorhead city, you know, Emerald Isles, Swansboro area. It's just awesome. a beautiful area of North it Carolina. Is. It's great, man. But have you ever been at Clayton before? <laughs> I have once or twice. That's a nice office down there too, man. I'm not tooting our own horn, but uh top notch office down there. Um, well, you know, today we're not we're not at we're not in studio with Morgan. We're not at at Shady's today. Uh, Joe's down in the Clayton office, remoting into the studio, and I'm I'm down in the Garner office after having spent some time in Raleigh and Garner today. And and like I said earlier in the show, you know, our attorneys were fanned out across the state today. Uh, some in litigation, some in transactions. We were down uh, down in Gaston County in in court today. Wake County in in the courthouse and. Uh, uh, you know, down in Johnston County. So we were, we were all over the place in state and federal court. And so th- just, just going to say that wherever you're listening to us from, we're on the radio uh, on different stations across North Carolina and, and you can download us as a podcast, but we're, we're really tuned in to North Carolina and, and the legal needs of a, a North Carolinian. And so we're always happy to help. And in that vein, uh, I've gotten a lot of questions this week about power of attorneys and basically what you do in the absence of a power of attorney. That's kind of how the question came up for me a lot this week is, Hey, you know, my, my mom's in a home or, you know, I've got to undergo surgery. I'll be out of action for two or three weeks. How do we, the business, how does my business keep operating? How am I going to pay my bills and stuff? I'll be, I'll be out of it. And, and Joe, we've talked about it several times, but, a part of any good estate plan is a power of attorney. And just by way of review for the people, what is a power of attorney? That's right. My brother, um, we have talked about it a few times, but if you didn't, if you didn't check in, uh, to those riveting episodes, we're going to run it down <laughs> for you again. So basically what a, what a power of attorney accomplishes at its, if we're going to dumb it down to its simplest form is it gives another individual or individuals, you can appoint, you know, alternates and and backups and things of that nature. But it's going to give those people power to act on your behalf as your, we call them an attorney, in fact, or an agent when you're not able to be there in person, or or if you're, you know, mentally incompetent or physically unable to represent yourself. So that's what it is at its simplest form. And then we can go from there and we can do a lot of elaboration on that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we do, you know, we talk about an estate plan and I think and when, when someone talks about estate planning, I, I think about something that's something old people do, right? Myself included. Right. So I'm putting myself in that bracket, but oh, yeah, estate you should. Plan- super, super <laughs> old man, but estate planning is not, that should be our new tagline. Estate planning is just not for old people. We can put that on my card or maybe <laughs> yeah, a shirt, it's, but some of the years too, man, we're, we're seeing a lot of kids, right? We're seeing a lot of kids going off to college and, and they're starting to do some, some estate planning because we have, we've seen some unfortunate situations where someone goes off to college and God forbid something happens. Uh, you know, parents are still usually heavily involved um, a lot of times in their kid's life, even when they go off to college, making them doctor's appointments, helping them get medical records to one doctor, to the other, or to the school or, or what have you. And there's a lot, laws are different now. And, and, and doctors and medical folks won't talk to you just because um, you're, you're a parent if that, if that child is, is an adult, you know, is over 18. So we see a lot of kids now even do some, some minor estate planning, getting power of attorneys in place. But, 
But Joe's right. A power of attorney allows someone to act on your behalf. And there's all kinds of restrictions and limitations and specifics you can you can leave in there. A power of attorney can be very broad. It can it can be very limited. But uh, most estate plans, you're you're going to want to have a power of attorney in place. So if something happens to you, God forbid, car accident, plane crash, you know, some some sort of disease or something else requiring medical treatment, you get rabies. I mean, anything can happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> tetanus. Come down with Ra- you know rabies. Uh, you know, rabies is like one of the worst ways to die, man. I don't know if you've ever researched it and looked into it, but you don't want to get freaking rabies, man. That's neither here nor there. No, no, no. I've only, I've only seen, I've only seen that Seinfeld where uh, Elaine thinks she's getting rabies. That's get all get out of here. When we're done with this show, I want you to go look up rabies and and what mm. happens to you, and um, and and it won't make you very happy, but uh. On the topic of, you know, the POA, right? So we, we, you talk about it can be broad, it can be specific. And then another distinction that, that you, that's in place on these is, is you can have, you can have a, a POA that just takes place in the event of your incapacity. And so if that's the situation, you know, there's usually going to be some mechanism to define what incapacity is in that situation. And the POA is only going to be effective if you're, in, if you don't have that capacity, if, if you're out of the picture in some way. Um, or you can have it where it's just it's there for convenience and someone can just step up and act on your behalf, whether or not you're incapacitated. Um, yeah. But that's that's a I think that's a pretty general rundown of of what a POA is and what a POA does, which is a good bit different from a guardian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a, a power of attorney is the easy way to handle that situation. And so what we've seen, I've had a couple of consults here over the past week or two where there is no power of attorney in place. And, and what happens there is, you know, you know, children are coming in, adult children, right. Are coming in and saying, Hey, mom's in a home, dad's in a home. He's not getting out. I need to help him. I need to take care of the finances, mortgage property, sell, you know, cars, whatever it is. And they can't do it. They don't have a power of attorney in place. And then the bad thing about a power of attorney is if you don't have one before you become quote unquote incompetent, that means a lot of different things at a lot of different times, but you can't handle your own affairs anymore. You can't now do a POA. You need it done before you need it. Yeah. Um, Nobody's going to, no one's going to just like wink at you and let you do it. Right. Like if you get to that point, you know, it's, and it's unfortunate. We hear about it all the time where folks, you know, you're, your your mom's in the hospital and you go in and they're not going to let you you know they're going to if you lack those documents and you don't have the the proper authority you are going to be in a tough spot and same thing if you're dealing with a bank if you're dealing with the personal affairs of somebody um if you don't have that and you need to have it you're going to be looking at a guardianship which is far more cumbersome than mm-hmm. the level of work required to go and execute even a relatively simple power of attorney. That's going to be extremely powerful for in terms of what you need it for, as opposed to if we're talking about a guardianship, we're talking about an involved, time-consuming, costly, legal process. Yeah, the guardianships is a, is a, is a legal process whereby you apply to the court to be a guardian, right? So if you're you know, if your mom goes into a home and you've got to handle things for her, you don't have a POA, you can't do it, you apply to be a guardian and that guardianship proceeding is going to require some some proof. There's some proof burdens. You're going to have to go before a judge. 
there may be other witnesses called, uh, but they're going to make sure uh, that, that you, you actually need to be a guardian. So it, it's a legal process. It doesn't move quick and it's, it's no fun from an attorney's perspective. There's a lot of fees involved. Relatives can challenge, right? Yeah. So if you have a relative who, who doesn't think your mom needs a, needs a guardian, they can challenge you and, you know, and it's uh, a POA is very easy a P- in comparison, a POA getting a power of attorney in place, very cheap, uh, very easy. And man, when you need one, you need it. And if you don't have it, it's kind of a pain. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you much rather have the, you be able to say, this is the person I want to handle these affairs for me, as opposed to your least favorite child going to the court. <laughs> and you can't even tell the, the court that I don't even like that kid. That kid doesn't even <laughs> watch box breaking videos with me. <laughs> well, I think you guys bring up a really good point. Um, and, and again, you know, people get busy with their lives and we are, I, I think our true nature is we procrastinate on a lot of things. Uh, and as you grow older, you know, you're focused on maybe what you're going to do when you finally do get to retire and you do uh, walk away from the job, but you're not thinking about the end game and, you know, long-term care and what happens if, and, you know, what about legacy and, and what about that power of attorney? What about having that will? People just don't. It, it's it's just not in their wheelhouse, and it's almost like you kind of you, you have to remind them that you know once once you have this taken care of, um, you know there's there's just this this peace of mind knowing that you can move forward. But a lot of people just don't do it. Well, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a morose subject, right? Like it's it's true. not the most exciting thing to think about dying and your mortality. But if you don't think about it. It's a bad, like, you know, that's, it's, it's, it puts, it puts the ones you leave behind in your family in, in a tough spot. The outlaw lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer law firm, where you can find them just tackling power of attorney and guardianship. We'll have more legal topics coming back on the other side. Want to remind you uh, that Josh and Joe are managing partners of the firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, and they put offices pretty much everywhere for your convenience. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. So if you have a legal situation, if you have questions you need answers to, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact info briefly what that calls about, and an attorney will be in touch with you. Also, you can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We've got more when we come back. Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, your hosts, are the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located for you, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation, you've got questions, uh, again, we get it. I mean, a lot can be going on in, in your life. Uh, you might need some answers to those questions. You can always call the firm. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can always email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Gentlemen, where are we going next? Well, Morgan, I thought it might be useful. Uh, Again, when we sit down to do this show each week, 
you know, we, we like to talk about things in the news, right? We did, we did that today. We talked about that affirmative action decision that came down, but we also like to talk about things that we see in our offices, right? So we like to, we like to talk about, um, you know, if somebody comes in for, for a consult, it, it's, you know, I'm always thinking in the back of my head, you know, if this person has this issue, if this person has these questions, there's probably a lot of folks listening to us that have similar questions, similar issues. And, uh, you know, of course we can't give legal advice over the, uh, over the airwaves here, but we can kind of, you know, give people some, some information. Right. And that's, that's what we try to do. We try to be useful. You know, we want you to know us, we want you to remember us. If we can ever be of service to you, I hope you give us a call. Um, but but the goal here is to is to give you information. And so I had several consults over the past two weeks where someone came in with a problem, usually some kind of breach of contract, a, a, a dispute, what I would call a civil dispute. And so we, you know, we talk about attorney's fees because that's a real thing, right? We've talked about that several times on the show, how attorneys get paid, right? You get in a car accident. An attorney might take that take case on a contingency, meaning you don't owe them anything if they don't recover for you and they take a portion of your recovery. It's called a contingency. Um, on the business law side of things, contract law, civil disputes, a lot of times attorneys get paid hourly, right? That's how most, most attorneys get paid for that work. And every attorney has a differently hourly rate they charge. It's kind of all over the map. You know, you get an attorney right out of law school. They might be on the cheaper side. You get the attorney's with 20 plus years of experience, they might be a little more, more expensive, but anyway. And then you get the attorney's outlaw fees. lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> attorney's fees. That's something you have to be aware of. And so a lot of people will come into us and say, you know, they've, maybe they've got a civil dispute, a breach of contract. And it's, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars on the, on the line. And, and, and you talk to them about the benefits of litigation versus negotiation because sometimes you 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 don't have any choice right sometimes the other side if let's say they owe you you know they owe you a million dollars and they say i don't owe you anything i'm not giving you anything well there's not much room for negotiation litigation kind of has to happen right joe you, you kind of have to sue in that in that situation yeah you know th there's a cost is important right and uh for us at least i don't know maybe maybe some attorneys are are going to try to hard sell you no matter what. But I, I'm always very conscious when I'm sitting down with somebody of, you know, litigation is going to cost you a lot, a lot of money just because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, energy, resources. Um, if you're, if you're talking about, like you said, a very experienced, knowledgeable, reputable attorney, you, you know, they're going to have staff and it just costs money, man. It's just a timely process. And that's just the nature of it. And the majority of attorneys that are handling litigation, let's take out contingency fees out of the, out of the equation. The majority of times, if you're litigating, you're going to be paying someone hourly and the time builds up. So you're, you're talking about thousands, if not tens and thousands of dollars to pursue things. And they may not even be, you know, we have to tell folks all the time. And I, I know I do, Josh, and I'm sure you do too. We have folks who come in and you're going to litigate and you're going to have some form of damages, right? And you talk to somebody about like, what's the amount of money that's at issue here? And a lot of times it's, it's going to pale in comparison to what they're going to spend to litigate the issue. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And, 
And and that's one of the big things they come in and we're like, hey, what are what what are we what are our damages? You know, what are we looking at? And 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 litigation has stages. There's you know your your complaint and your answer. There's your pleading stage. There's a a very can be a very depending on what you know are you in federal court or are you in state court? What what's it over? There can be a fairly lengthy discovery process, interrogatories, requests for admissions, depositions, um, and then there's a there's a trial phase, but. But usually in all uh, courts, there's there's off ramps, right? There's usually court mandated arbitration in district courts, mediation in superior courts. You know, the the courts don't want things to go to trial if there's any way to to negotiate, mediate, arbitrate. So there's you know there's all these opportunities to get the parties together and say, look, we're all spending money, you know. But 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 sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes you're you're dealing with a party who just won't negotiate whether they're right or wrong, you know, and then you get stuck and you end up going to trial and it's, you know, there's costs involved. Um, but it, it always, I've had, I've had consults before people come in and they were like, well, we, we want a pit bull, you know, we want to, we want a pit bull attorney. We want to sue. We want them to, to know pain, you know, and, and, and that's just not how a, <laughs> An experienced attorney. If you had somebody tell this. you that you want, you yeah. want them to know pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Le- legal pain. Legal pain. I want them right. to feel the most legal pain they can feel. And 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 sometimes aggressive litigation is the only avenue the other the opposing party gives you, but it's not always the answer. You know, it's not always um, the 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 smartest, most prudent way to go. Cause I've had that conversation too, with folks, you know, throwing, you know, I, like you said, Joe, when someone sits across the table for me, I, I think about when I was a kid and when, you know, my, I grew up in a family that luckily we didn't need it, you know, hopefully you, you know, you, do, you don't need an attorney a lot, right? You, most people, you need an attorney to help you close on the house estate plan. But you know, if there's divorce or criminal charges or, you know, estate administration, you know, things happen where you need an attorney, but hopefully you don't need an attorney a lot, you know, just in your normal everyday life. But I remember my parents having to go to an attorney and attorney's fees were no small thing for, for my family growing up. And so I try to treat everybody that I meet with the same way and be very honest about fees, be very honest about what things cost um, and make sure that those things are necessary you know we're not me and joe we're not used car salesmen so we're not trying to get you into a we're not trying to get you into a litigation you know matter when you don't have to be but um you know there's there's always other not always but a lot of times there's other ways to approach problems and and that was really kind of my point today when we, you know, we talk about this litigation versus negotiation yeah we're always going to try to do it in the most cost effective way you know that's the thing you're if you're our client, we're counseling you. Yes, it's a business for us, but at the same time, part of our job is to is to help you handle this. And you know, obviously, we're going to represent your interest to the to the best of our ability. But we're also going to try to do that in the most cost effective way possible. And that's a big goal for us here. Well, and and as you guys said, I mean, you talk about the fees. It's not like it's going to be a big surprise. You're going to talk numbers, uh, and you're here to help. I mean, that's what you guys. I mean, you're in this business to help people. That's why I'm doing yeah. it. I don't know about Josh, but no, no, I think personally that's, that's why I'm here. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of attorneys get into it. A lot, you know, I think a lot of attorneys, you know, want, want to help, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons they, they get into it. And, um, 
you know, we, we get a lot of satisfaction out of that because I think we help a lot of folks and, um, you know, we're in a lot of different communities and we've, we've gotten to meet a lot of people, help a lot of people, help a lot of businesses. And that's certainly, uh, right up there. And, and, you know, our goal is always the, you know, that's, that's the number one, that's the number one thing you come in to meet with us. We're, we're going to try our best to help you. We're going to try our best to be an advocate for you, a counselor for you, you know, to be on your side and to, to help you with whatever situation you, you brought to us. And we don't know uh, if you come into the office and you meet with Josh, if he's going to have the Barry White music playing, he's going to have that low <laughs> voice going. Oh, he's going to be doing that. Is he? he is. is he? He's going to be sad. He's going to have eye. He's going to have a eyeshadow on. He thinks uh, for coming to visit me. Uh, look, just, he's just, look, he's just got it going, man. He's got it. He's the got next time, vibe. the next time we vibe. sit back down, I'll be, I'll be. One hundred percent. No, I love it, man. You, you got you got the vibe going today. Listen, I don't love it. You're making me sad, man. You're making me sad. Uh, I'm we'll, sad now. We'll too. We'll be right back on ER Radio. No, this is <laughs> the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, managing partners there at the firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And again, offices conveniently located: Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation you're facing. And you need some answers to some questions, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what that call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email us here at the program, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those questions on a future broadcast. We're back to wrap it up right after this. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week we go back and forth on the legal topics, and you're going to have some questions about maybe a situation that you have. And you need some answers. You can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. You can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Just leave your contact information, briefly what that call or email is about, and an attorney will be in touch. And again, if you email us, we'll answer the question on a future show. Obviously, we'll leave your name out of it. It will be anonymous. Uh, But again... Uh, the legal topics do fly on this show. We are up against the clock, guys. We'll wrap this baby up. But, uh, again, I, th- I thought some very healthy discussions, affirmative action ruling, we've talked about that, power of attorney and guardianship, we've talked about it, and also litigation versus negotiation. Yeah, I think, you know, Cassandra's, uh, like you say, Morgan, Cassandra's on assignment. She couldn't be with us this week. But, I, Joe, it's, I think it's two shows in a row where we've really uh, stayed on topic and talked about legal things and wait a minute you're blaming us being off topic on cassandra that's really not right (laughs) yeah it's her fault it's definitely her fault man we're always trying to stay on topic and she's jumping in i know just driving us right into the ditch i don't get it yeah yeah it makes me um well hopefully we'll have her we'll have her back before too long but i I should tell you guys i i am coming off of a cold so that might have something Ah, to do with my voice too that's what it's that makes sense, man. I don't know. That makes sense. Is it one of those colds that makes you clinically depressed? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not one of those. It's just uh, just the sinuses. They they get. They it's get just you're usually up. such a ray of sunshine, man. You're usually mm-hmm. like you speak, and I feel like I'm watching the movie uh, that movie Trolls with my kids. You 
Yeah, I was thinking, you remember Mr. Clean? He would always kind of shine when he was on, ah, on TV. Yeah. I, I, think of, I think of Josh, I just think of that shining light. Like a shiny man. Yeah, I can see like the mm. sun, kind of like the sun. You know, you, you mentioned you mentioned Eeyore, and uh, my my littlest is is afraid of this. This bothers me. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. This bothers me. <laughs> he's he's a, he's afraid of Winnie the Pooh because of that horror movie they made. Yeah, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, Bud and Honey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what you know. Called. I grew up. I love Winnie the Pooh, right? I grew up, I love watching, you know, what more relaxing, calming, childish, kid-appropriate yeah. thing could you think of? And then he saw one of the commercials on YouTube watching something else, and so he is terrified oh, no. of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, well, you know that all these, all, these old char- all these cartoon characters are, are gradually coming into the public domain, so we're going to see a lot. Like, Mickey Mouse is going to be out here murdering people soon, man. Hey, so watch I think it your now. kid better get ready for that. Not you know, hey, Mickey Mouse, but you know it'll be just like Winnie the Pooh's crappy horror movie. Wait, Walt, never, Di- Walt Disney Online Two for you, Joe. Walt Disney Online <laughs> Two for you. Their legal department. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they don't South Park, didn't they? You know, I I would love to see like some new Tom and Jerry, some new Bugs Bunny, some of these newer like Popeye. You never see Popeye anymore. No, you don't. And well, the kids, and, my kids are worse off for not knowing who Popeye is, man. Well, I always wondered back, you know, when, you know, the voices, uh, the animated, the, the voice characters, when they would pass away, uh, how, do you, how do you duplicate that? Well, now we've got AI, so I think, you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe they can do it now. But I, I can remember oh, yeah. distinctly when Bugs Bunny, uh, when uh, you know, the voice passed away, and he, he voiced so many characters, uh, for Warner Brothers, and uh, you know, it, it just, you know, it, it just wasn't the same. But now they can probably just enter in his voice into AI, and they've they've got a full library. Yeah, I saw uh, who was it? James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones Jr. Who's does that's who does Darth Vader, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so he signed an agreement and had a bunch of his, you know, Darth Vader will talk forever long after he's gone now because he signed some sort of deal. I read. Uh, to allow his voice to be uh, AI'd. I don't know what the proper term is. That's good. I think you just coined it, whatever that is the term. <laughs> yeah, AI'd. Or, or AE, artificially enhanced. Uh, so we'll have Darth Vader from now on forever. Same voice. Good stuff, guys. Uh, great show. Outlaw Lawyers, another one in the books. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, your host, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Again, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. If you've got a legal situation that you're facing, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney will be in touch. You can also drop by the offices, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. You can email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future broadcast. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. For Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, I'm Morgan Patrick. We'll see you on the radio next week. Outlaw Lawyer. 
are assisted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on this show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney, licensed in the state in which you live, had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of this show, contact us directly.